This is a podcast for first-generation Christian families. We don't have all the answers, and we didn't do everything right. But by God's grace, we are building a legacy. And so can you. You are listening to... We Met Diva! This week, we're going to break away from the normal format and do something a little different. We're going to talk about how we choose names. Early on, we did not have any sort of scheme for choosing names. We did what everyone does, just pick a bunch of names that they like for a boy or a girl. Do you remember what any of those names were? Yes, I remember one name in particular for a girl that we really liked was Sydney Grace. And I remember we were newlyweds and that was just our favorite name and then we went over to somebody's house and met them for the first time and they introduced their children to us and their oldest daughter's name was Sydney Grace and that's when it hit me oh my we are riding a wave that this is like a popular name and we have fallen for it <laughs> I think that's what always happens when you start to look at all the names that you like you realize that without knowing it, you are choosing names that are all trending. Like yeah. They're within the top 50. That's because some of these names, like Emily and Michael, our names, have been in the top 10 for, for decades. Mm-hmm. I like the name Avery. You did not like the name Avery at all. Well, to me, I thought Avery was a boy name, I think. And you were thinking it was a girl name? It's or kind it of unisex. It can go both ways. Well, yeah, but you were you had it in mind, I think, for a boy. Didn't no, you? for or, a girl. Okay, girl. so then I was thinking it was... It was for a boy because I just remember I was like, no, that's not, you know, that's not a girl name. That's a boy name. <laughs> and then I think we also were arguing about like how you would spell it. I think I wanted to spell it with like an um, and like A-I, like a bird, like Avery. Oh, yeah. And you wanted to do it like E-R. Avery. I wanted to be normal. <laughs> yeah, that's it. The other thing that we realized was if you wanted to check to see if the name that you liked was trendy – or popular, all you had to do was pull out a Pottery Barn catalog. And if the name was like the the title for any of their furniture line or, or clothing line or whatever, then you knew that that was a trendy name. For boy names, would I, I remember us being into Solomon at one point, which is weird looking back on it. I, I would never want to name a son Solomon now. But I remember that was the name we were considering. I don't remember any other boy names though. I'm trying to think of what other boy names. I think we we settled on Hudson pretty quickly. Like we were pretty set that that was what we wanted for a boy. For Hudson, I joke with him that any time that he's being a sissy, I call him Hazel, which was the name that we were going to give him if he was a girl. (laughs) I forgot about that. (laughs) Yeah. Well, so we do have a scheme for how we choose names for our children. Basically... For our boys, we choose someone in church history, a Christian man, not in scripture, but in church history, that was influential in one of our lives or both of our lives. And I read Roger Steer's A Man in Christ, which is a biography of Hudson Taylor, James Hudson Taylor. And it really uh, influenced me, made me want to be a missionary of some sort. I actually took Mandarin in college, mm-hmm. and I um, always had a love for evangelism and sharing the gospel. 
And so we named our first son Hudson Taylor Foster, three first names. <laughs> mm-hmm. With our names, we, we want them to mean something. Uh, we want them to have uh, a purpose, like uh, a story behind them. And so with Hudson, I'll, I'll tell him the story of Hudson Taylor. I have since he's been a little boy. And I call him to be a leader of men like Hudson Taylor was, and also to lead other men to take risk in spreading the gospel and to be someone that is salt and light in the world around him. And it's kind of funny. That is definitely who he has become. You know, he's just kind of a quiet leader of guys, much more subtle than myself or some of our other kids. Mm-hmm. What was the next kid? Our next was our second born is Athanasius Clive. Tell them the story behind the name. Well, you had to sell me on Athanasius because I was like, there's no way that we can name a little boy Athanasius. The poor kid will not be able to say his own name. And then you convinced me that we would just truncate it and we would call him Athan. And so then I warmed up to it. But his name on his birth certificate is Athanasius. Yes. But his nickname in our house is Athan. Athan. And that's what most people call him is Athan. And if he's in trouble, we call him by his first name, his full first name. If he is in really, really big trouble, then we'll pull out the middle name. But most of the time, it doesn't it's not happen very necessary. often. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, Athanasius was an early church father, Athanasius of Alexandria. Um, he was a bishop, right, in Africa, North Africa? Sure. Yeah, that's where Alexandria was. He was a deacon at first, and then he became a bishop. And he played a central role in uh, some of the early church councils. Mm-hmm. And he's called uh, the father of orthodoxy. He got exiled five times, and he ended up winning. He was a minority for a time against some church heretics that had really gained the upper hand on him. But the Desert Fathers hit him. Mm-hmm. And I had read a book by John Piper where he did he did like these historical sketches of these people's lives, like little short biographies. And so cool. I decided to go read the uh, On the Incarnation, which is something Athanasius wrote. And the version I got had a C.S. Lewis forward to it. Mm-hmm. And it was just full of really good advice. And I thought, man, I love this name. I love what it represents. And so I used to tell Athan when he was a little kid that Athanasius was a great warrior, a warrior for the Lord. Now, my son, being the sort of rough and tumble fighter that he is, he thought that meant like Athanasius was like running around with like a battle axe or something. <laughs> so <laughs> That kind of but, explains his personality type. <laughs> yeah. And so a- Athanasius Clive, Athanasius Al- after Alexandra, and Clive after Clive Staples Lewis. Yes. C.S. Lewis. And so, yeah, that's uh, – I actually was pulling for Staples as the middle name, but you felt that Athanasius was a cruel enough name that we should not do staples, that we should stick with Clive, but that you felt that who would pick Clive over Athanasius? Yep. And so far, he's stuck with Athen. Mm-hmm. So that's good. So what I tell Athen is I say he needs to stand for truth and stand against lies. He do it with wisdom and uh, unrelenting strength like his namesake. Mm-hmm. Who's next after Athen? Cademan Knox. So C-A-E-D-M-O-N. I sometimes uh, spell it with an ash mark. Uh, that's where the A and the E is joined. Uh, that's what I, I always liked it, but that, that makes it really hard to fill out. Well, yeah, we stuff. found out with birth certificates when you start using uncommon 
characters like that, it can with computer systems like when we get to Cedar, her her middle name has a hi- uh, not a hyphen but a, an apostrophe, apostrophe in yeah. it, and it actually messed up her birth certificate. And I'm still in the process of getting that corrected because I had ordered a re- a duplicate copy, and then I realized that it was messed up. So Cade's name really was your decision. I was originally pulling for Soren after Soren Kierkegaard. Mm-hmm. And we were, I mean, that was his name for at least Maybe. a couple of months. It was for a bit. I was pretty set on it. Yeah, that's what you wanted. And I hadn't totally agreed to it. And then we found out he was a he. And so then we said, yeah, we're going to do Soren. We're going to use that. And then... I then think you, it was you, officially his name for like a week. And then I made the mistake of reading up on who exactly Soren Kierkegaard was. And then I was like, oh, I don't know. He's kind of a weird Christian existentialist. Yeah, yeah he's it's a mixed bag. But then you, you suggested Cademan. And mm-hmm. <clears throat> my problem with Cademan was I said, they're going to call him Caveman. That's what kids are going to do because kids are mean. And that has happened several times, but not as often as I, and, I thought it would. In the times that he has been called that, it hasn't been mean-spirited. It's just been kind of funny and playful um, and kids just misunderstanding what his name was. Now, obviously, we became aware of the name Cademan, uh, like a lot of people did, through the band Cademan's Call. Mm-hmm. And we were Derek Webb fans. Uh, before he went apostate, which was just a tragedy. But uh, I, you know, saw their name and I wanted to know what was Cabin's call. And I looked him up and saw he was this 8th eighth, eighth century poet, hymn writer. Actually, that's where uh, Tolkien got uh, the phrase Middle Earth from. It's in mm-hmm. the, the one of his hymns. And uh, Knox is the founder of the Scottish Presbyterian Church. So John Knox who uh, was influenced by John Calvin. And uh, it was funny. I wasn't a Presbyterian 100% yet, I think, with Cademan, but that's where I was moving that direction Mm -hmm. pretty rapidly. Yeah. So uh, we liked it, Cademan Knox. So I tell Cade to create things for the glory of God. And he is definitely one of my more creative kids. He loves stories and movies. He's my one son that actually really wants to go to college right now where the others are not so keen on it. He's kind of interesting. He's got a lot of knocks in him in that he looks for fights. He he has he hates evolution. He can't stand the the transgenderism being shoved down his face on whatever YouTube streamer he he watches or TV show, and he's aggressive. And once he got on YouTube and left some comments, and there were nothing crazy, but he was fighting with some people and debating. I'm like, son, you can't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, so I just tell him, Kate, I want you to create things that give glory to God. Now this leads us to our our first daughter, and we never thought we were going to have girls. At least I didn't. Yeah, I you. thought. Yeah, I was hopeful, but you come from a family of all boys, and your dad's family is largely all boys. And yeah, but none of my cousins are mostly boys, and uh, just a handful of of girls. So and, fosters have boys, is what the summary of that is. But and we got pregnant with a girl, and we had this name really quick. I don't remember which. I think it was me, and I said it, and we agreed right away. Mm-hmm. And so Nicaea. Uh, Leanne and Nicaea is after the Council of Nicaea, 
And so with our girls, we have a different naming scheme. So with boys, we name them after important uh, figures in Christian history. With girls, we name them after important places. Mm-hmm. Now, and we usually, uh, it can be in Scripture or out of Scripture, but it just kind of guides us. And so Nicaea is very important. That's where Orthodox Christianity was defended and stated and, and reasserted. And uh, so we named her uh, Nicaea. Then uh, her middle name, Leanne, is my grandmother. And my uh, grandmother had uh, a huge influence in my, my life. I lived with her for a couple years in my childhood and, and ended up being very formative and kind of putting me on a different path uh, than um, my siblings. But uh, Nicaea died. Um, she was a stillbirth and she was full term and she died at the right about her due date. Mm-hmm. And we'll tell you guys more about that in the episode uh, to come. But had she lived, we would have uh, told her to live for uh, the one Lord Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, begotten from the Father before all ages, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten, not made, of the same essence of the Father. Through him, all things were made. And she does do that now. She does that in heaven. Now, uh, thankfully, that wasn't the only daughter we had. I mean, she's precious. You know, kids aren't goldfish. You can't just replace them. But God in his mercy did give us another daughter that uh, was born less than a year later. And what was her name? Galilee Alleluia. Now, what did we name her Galilee? We named her Galilee after the passage in Scripture where Jesus walked on the stormy sea of Galilee and calmed the sea. She was coming to us during a time in our life when it was very stormy, it lots of raging emotions and mourning the loss of Nicaea. So, so it was a way for us to declare our faith. Yeah, that God is sovereign over all things. He's sovereign over all the storms. He's sovereign over the Sea of Galilee. He can calm the storm, and we have to trust Him. And here's this little girl. Now you're the one that settled on the middle name, Alleluia. Yeah. So not H, but Alleluia. And right. Right. So I chose that because one of their favorite hymns to sing was All Creatures of Our God and King. And I can remember driving around town and these little boys singing, (laughs) and these little tiny voices. And so when we found out she was a girl, I thought, well, this is perfect, a perfect declaration of of giving praise to God for a second daughter, Lord willing, she would stay earthside with us. And um, also just kind of a tip of the hat to that hymn. Yeah. Yeah. I tell Gal to bring uh, the sweet comfort of the gospel to everyone, but especially to those who mourn. And she does. She is such a sweet little girl. Matter of fact, on the day we're recording this, she has turned 10 years, Mm -hmm. 10 years old. So... Happy birthday, Galilee. A decade of Gal Gal. That's right. All our kids end up having kind of a three-letter nickname. Hud, Ath, right? Cade, Gal. Cedar, not as much, but... Cedar is just Cedar. Yeah. Well, the next child we had was uh, another little girl. So we had three boys, and then we had three girls. And our third daughter was Cedar Labrie. And cedar was uh, named after the cedars of Lebanon in 1 Kings 5-6. They were what was used to construct the temple of God. And Labri is the name 
of the ministry of Francis and Edith uh, Schaefer. And I was really influenced by Francis Schaefer early on, uh, and to, to a lesser degree, but still. So Galilee is feminine, but she's definitely more of a tomboy. She likes to be outside. She likes to catch animals. She likes to shoot the BB gun and climb trees and all that sort of stuff. Cedar, on the other hand, is a girly girl, right? She likes unicorns and rainbows. That's one of my favorite stories. They yes. said, Cedar, introduce yourself. And she said, my name is Cedar Labrie. I like unicorns and rainbows. <laughs> <laughs> and she was like four years old or five years old. It was hilarious. But she likes to paint her nails and wear pretty dresses. And, and she's fun. She's a fun little girl. It's It's amazing how you get... Such a variety from two people. So what do you say to Cedar? How do you encourage her? Well, I tell her that she needs to lead people to worship the Trinitarian God, the Holy Trinity. I mean, we named her after the temple and after a place of worship. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and that's my simple charge to her. I hope also uh, with Labrie, she, I mean, one thing that Labrie was known for was its hospitality. Yeah. And she'll grow into that right now. She's a bit of a pistol, but that's uh, kids can be kids. So the next was uh, Cyprian Ryle. I was done after Cademan, and then I was done after Cedar, Cedar. as well. Yeah. But I remember I was getting ready to tell you, let's just be done having kids. And you're like, I'm pregnant. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> okay, all right. But Cyprian, he's named after Cyprian of Carthage, and he's an early church father from right around 250. He wrote a book called On the Unity of the Church. And I love Cyprian because Cyprian loves the church. He's a churchman. He really was developing some early early ecclesiology mm-hmm. and trying to preserve the church from – it was really being ripped apart uh, from a controversy that had to do with uh, church persecution previously. But there's kind of some Romanism, uh, latent Romanism in some of his thinking that gets twisted down the line. So I also gave him the middle name Ryle after J.C. Ryle. And what I love about J.C. Ryle is that he just hated dead and empty rituals. He was an Anglican, so he didn't mind liturgy. He didn't mind form. But if it didn't have the substance, he despised it. And I think that's the main thing is to love the church, but to want to have the substance that should come along with the having proper ecclesiology. And also it's it ties in the idea of the the church universal as well as the local church. I love that. If Hudson was the Alpha, it seems like we have Omega. What is her name? Cyrene Aurelia. All right. We'll explain it. So Cyrene is named after Simon of Cyrene, who helped Jesus carry the cross up to the top of uh, Golgotha. And then Aurelia is the name of the tune for the hymn, The Church's One Foundation. Aurelia also means golden one. And because all of our other kids had blonde hair, I thought it would be fitting that her middle name be golden one. And so what we hope is that Cyrene will, um, like Simon, the cross bearer, Simon of Cyrene, she'll take up her cross and and worship Christ. And names, uh, they're powerful things. In Scripture, God works through them. You see it all the time that there's a, a weird relationship between an individual and their name. And I wouldn't get weird about it. You don't have to follow our scheme or any scheme. What's your name mean? It means... Uh, uh, messenger of God. Messenger of God, yeah. And my mom chose that when I was a kid. 
And you wouldn't have known that through my teens because I didn't care about the gospel. But I got saved, and now I, um, I'm privileged to speak God's word most Sundays and represent him as a pastor. And when we were dating, one of the first things you ever gave me was a bookmark that had my name and the meaning of my name on it. Do yeah. you remember what it meant? Yeah, industrious. That's right. And you do get things done, which I appreciate. Sometimes I wish you would stop doing so much and just sit down <laughs> and, and relax. But anyway, names are powerful. Give some thought to them. I pray that my kids will increasingly take on the attributes of their namesake. I'm glad that seems to be the case. I think it's amazing and weird. And of course, it's fine to simply name your child a name because you like it. <laughs>